This episode is brought to you by South End Social. Coffee on the run? Feeling peckish? South End Social is the pinnacle cafe that you've been looking for. That's South End Social, located at Shop 1 32 Main Street, Gosford. Now let's get on with the podcast. Craig. G'day, mate. How are you going? Good, mate. How are you? Welcome to episode 16 of Amentus. Mate, thank you very much. Thanks for the invite. Hey, no problems at all. I uh, I kind of pinched myself and I worked this out earlier. Um, we've known each other, dude, since at least 1998. Um, I was thinking the same thing. It'd have to be, be late 90s. Yeah, so looking at 24, at least 24 years. Makes you feel uh, old, doesn't it? Oh, it does, mate. And I'm only 32. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, you've got the one child, mate. That'll give you more grey hair shortly. Oh, mate. It already is. It already is. Um, <laughs> we're both Sydney boys. Um, uh, grew up in Western Sydney. Uh, Cronulla way for a bit, then uh, then eventually made my way out to you at the time uh, down Penrith way. Um, uh, where were you born, mate? Were you born in Sydney as well? Or Yeah. Um, I was born at Blacktown. Um, oh. And then... I think I was around about six months old, and then my parents, uh, we moved out to Penrith. Um, and I was there for at least, oh, crikey, 25, 26 years before I moved up to uh, the Central Coast. Wow. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a long Westy age. Um, yeah, right. Okay. And, uh, and where are you living now? Where are you up to these days? Mate, I'm up in, up in Newcastle. Um, and really, I, I couldn't be happier. Um, yeah, a bit of a culture difference between that the coast and, and Sydney? Oh, yeah, chalk and cheese. Um, I mean, as you know, I, I don't like Sydney. Um, mm. It's just too quick. Everyone is just on the go and it's hustle and bustle. Where, yeah. where I'm just someone who's just laid back, take it easy, have a look around. Mate, I... I don't know how people live in Sydney. I really don't. I don't know many people that have moved out of Sydney um, go back unless that's a ridiculous job offer. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, completely. Well, that, yeah. yeah, well, that's because they can't afford to get back to Sydney. <laughs> that's true too. That kind of leads me to um, it's a good segue into my next question because um, you're a, well, we're both passionate men, but you especially are a passionate man and um, – when we are uh, when we catch up and we talk about you know politics and what's going on in the world and then climate change and resources and all that kind of thing, um, <laughs> where uh, at this current time, how 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 you um, how do you take everything that's going at the moment? Like where you see things are going? Um, I could point to one, um, like with the current government right now. Like after the pandemic, obviously we we. Um, Got a new government going in. People weren't happy. I mean, people are never happy. But um, old uh, old Labor got in through the Greens, and um, yeah, already people are people are upset. And um, I don't know. I, I, I I've said this before too. Like it wouldn't have mattered who was in government the last few years. Um, you know, uh, it wouldn't have mattered what they would have done and how they would have you know controlled or dealt with what happened in the world. But um. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're getting too we're getting too deep in it, but uh, yeah, what's your uh, what's your feelings at the moment of the 
where our, our country is heading towards? Yeah, oh, oh, I'm a bit bit wary about it. Um, with with people and all the government saying that we have to get down to net zero and all these target emissions that that relate to carbon and you know, there's you have a look at the ACT. I think from 2035 or 2030. They're going to be abolishing all uh, or the sale of fossil fuel vehicles. Mm. I mean, that's that's just crazy because if it's going to be electric, well, the electric cars, what they're sixty to eighty thousand mm. dollars. No one can really afford that, but you're charging those cars. The electricity is coming from fossil fuel, so it makes no sense. It's got to come from somewhere, right? Exactly right. And we don't have the infrastructure now to support renewables. Mm. Um, so I see that there's going to be a, a big gap between the end of fossil fuel to the beginning of renewables. And yeah, we've got this power station in Lake Macquarie, which is between Newcastle and the Central Coast. I think that's going to be closing down in, in a year or two, which powers 20, 25% of the state. Now, that's a massive amount of electricity we're going to lose and we've got nothing to replace it with. Yeah, I think where people are a bit short-sighted is that when they think of electric, they just think, okay, no pollution in the air, it must be good. But you've got to think of the whole picture, you know, how it starts, you know, how it gets, you know, where do people throw out their batteries, for example? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not... It's not just such an easy fix. I heard the other day that um, Canberra's um, going to stop um, building, uh, you know, petrol cars by I think it was like twenty thirty five. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely worrying, and mate, I, I don't know where this country's going. Yeah, well, I guess time will tell. <laughs> um, but you know, I you don't you know you got to laugh about it, Craig, because if you don't laugh, you cry. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you can look at it that way too, but it's a bit scary. I mean, you have a look at your own child. I mean, what's the future going to be like for him? Yeah, well, we're already paying for the last few years. I think he'll be paying and everyone else in in his generation will be paying for what's to come. But um, I guess that's just the way it works, right? You know, new generations and throughout history, you know, um, they will. that's the cards they get dealt and they'll have to deal with it. Yeah, uh, unfortunately so. Yeah, I um, you put up a meme the other day. Um, speaking of the generation, um, uh, regarding like the next generation of, um, you know, uh, uh how do I how do I put this? I'll just I'll just say the meme. The meme was um, <clears throat> you know, when um, looking at uh women and men and what they identify with. <laughs> the, the meme you shared was um, you know, the next gen is you know. There's, you know, our generation or your generation, we had Wonder Woman and like the next generation will be, I wonder if she's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, apparently there's over 200 odd genders nowadays. Where they get that from, I've got no idea. And it doesn't matter how accepting or how open-minded you are, people are going to be confused, um, you know. <laughs> Either way, you look at it. I, um, when... um. My son was going for his baby scan a few few months before he was born. Um, 
she said to us, you know, he's, you know, a healthy baby boy, blah, blah, blah. And I said, um, are you sure he's not gender neutral? <laughs> and she, <laughs> the next like 20 minutes, she just went off on this tangent, <laughs> you know, with all the 20, you know, 200 genders and whatnot. Oh, it was very funny. But um, yeah, goodness knows on that. Um, we might leave it there because, um, it, it, you know, it's confusing just even talking about it alone. But um, And apologies to anyone who is not, Male or female? Yeah, <laughs> we don't want to be taking the piss out of them. Yeah, exactly. Um, the main the main factors too, like with our friendship too, is sport. And just before I get into that, we just had this um the manly jersey saga last week. You know, speaking of you know being equal and, and genders and accepting, how you're going to have people apologising? for being accepting <laughs> just like you know poor manly did last week um religion you're gonna have, you're gonna have yeah. people apologizing because their opinion doesn't match someone else's opinion yeah so, to me that just creates debate and creates knowledge and intelligence because if if you don't believe something that i do or vice versa i'm still going to listen to you and take what you have in mind and take into your take into account the way you feel. I might learn something off you, and vice versa. Because even though we've got two differing opinions, yeah, exactly right. It's um, yeah, it reminded me of um, what was it Israel Folau with the whole religion thing, and you know, you chuck that into it too. And like I said, you know, people just apologise and just apologise. Um, and yeah, it, it it'll just be a never-ending debate. At some stage, you'll have to be. The extreme would have to, you know, fall back a little bit, but it's um just absolutely ridiculous. Um, so throughout the years, um, the one thing that's connected you and I is um obviously through sport. Um, you've obviously a Panthers fan in the uh, the rugby league, and I'm a Sharks fan. Um, there are some stories I can tell, and there's some are, there's some I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we've had some great um great you know football match days. Like um we both started you know, both started supporting the Mariners when the A League eventually started. I think it was like 15. Then so years ago now, the early first started. Um, some great memories there, um, and also too the last couple of years the, the NFL, um, you know, started just randomly, you know, talking and getting excited for the NFL. That's that's coming up soon as well. Um, where did sport? Where did the love of sport start for you? Like, how did it all begin for you? That was it come on through family or was it just by yourself? How did it, how did it start for you? Yeah, well, I grew up in a time whereby. Like your, your parents would say, I don't care what you do, but you're playing a sport. Right. And so from a young age, you know, I I played rugby league for three years and then I, I gave that away and then uh, a couple of years break and then I I played played football for, I don't know, about 15 odd years. Um, wow. Now, either, you know, you get home from school and you're out kicking a ball. You're playing cricket with, with the kids in the street. So yeah. sport has always been part of my life. And even when leaving school, you know, I'd, um, I was lucky enough to work uh, for the Penrith Panthers Football Club. You know, um, I, when I moved up to Newcastle, I got in contact with the recruitment manager who I knew from when I was working back in Penrith when I was at school. And I ended up being a, a talent scout for, for Penrith while working up here or living in Newcastle. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then I left them and started to work for a player manager doing the same role. But Oh, wow. Yeah, so like, sport has always been an integral part of my life. <laughs> Just to touch a little couple of things there. When you're growing up, you say, you know, you played on the street, you know, all day, every day sort of thing. Um, you compare that to now, the, you know, obviously your parents will be you know, trying to, you know, will you come inside, you know, it's getting dark. These days it's like they're kicking them out. Like go outside, <laughs> yeah. go kick a ball, do something, you know. Exactly right. I mean, if you're out in the street, it was, uh, okay, come back inside when the street lights come on. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough, no problem. So you go inside. But as you said, it's difficult these days because kids have got their heads into a, um, their phones with all those apps that they have. They're taking photos of themselves every 30 seconds for some reason. And you've got Xboxes and Playstations. Just kids can't get away from it. The devices. What's what's your thoughts on social media and whatnot? It, um, whether it's today's society or it's through you know athletes and whatnot, um, people getting in trouble from what they share on their devices and throughout the world. That wouldn't that didn't happen, you know, only as short as twenty years ago. You know, further back. What's your thoughts on that? Because it's, it's um it's starting to become a real uh, nuisance. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I'm quite glad that social media wasn't around when I was. Growing up, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Even when I was growing up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> mate the dumb, dumb things that we could look back on and think, oh, no, why did I do that? How did I do that? <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I've got two girls and, and, I, and I worry about them because not only do you have um, people you could have for argument's sake, adult men pretending to be girls Some. the same age as my children. And, you know, they're off in a world where, as a parent, you can't monitor. Mm. And, and that's, that's difficult. You know, sportsmen, well, there was, I don't know, they'll always do dumb things because they, they're of the belief that they're, my opinion is, is that they're better than, you know, the normal person on the street. Mm. Yeah. The positive too, with your daughters as well, there was another stat too that came out in the day. Um, uh, teenage pregnancies um, for the last 20 or 30 years has dropped dramatically. Um, I guess back in the day, obviously girls would get up no good and sneak out and, and do whatever. But these days it's all on the devices. But like you said, that's, that's kind of switched in. Like you don't know who they're talking to, you know, um, or they could be talking to anyone. So I find that interesting too. And yeah, in terms of sportsmen, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, too much money uh, and too much whatever else. And, you know, they share the wrong thing and it only takes a few seconds. Um, yeah, but sometimes you know. they're victimized too harshly as well. Um, mm. you know, there was an AFL player I mean, a couple of months ago, a few weeks ago, whereby there was some type of trend. I only saw this on the news whereby your mate would say, okay, she would, he would give two scenarios and then you'd have to rate which, how would you rate that particular person out of 10? Yeah, right. I haven't seen it before, but, you know, it was all harmless fun. But this AFL footballer got uh, dragged over the coals for it. And then we had, I had another show 
which I was watching, which had a woman doing exactly the same thing as this AFL footballer, and there was no different. But that's interesting. He, he got he got in strife, and it, mm. it just makes no sense. Putting, you know, if we can we put these players and people on a pedestal? Because at the end of the day, um, they're just like you and me. They're, they're people. Um, you know, yeah, they're not, they do they're dumb not gods. Stuff like you and I. Yeah, but is that that's the? I guess that's the famous trade-in package, right? I mean, if um, you know, unfortunately, it's just part of the package that when you seen in the public eye and seen as someone you know that's supposed to represent, you know, their club or you know, be a role model, or whatever. The poor buggers are, you know, scrutinised. Yeah, exactly right. And the, the the journalist will sell more newspapers when it's AF, AFL star in, in scandal rather than Mary Smith from num- from down the road does the same thing and she's not in the paper. Mm. Uh, to me, it's not right. It's yeah. The media's yeah. The media's funny. Like um, the sad thing about the media is too. There's that there's a lot of good people out there and they do a lot of good things, but you don't. Like you said, that doesn't really sell papers, does it? It's always the drama and the negativity that, you know, gets the clicks and the ratings and whatever exactly, else. Exactly right, mate. So, yeah. This, uh, this leads me to my next uh, next question or my next segment, uh, Jimbo segment. Um, this bloke I used to work with, um, he was in his, like, 50s, 60s. Um, uh, he, when he get frustrated, he'd say, you know, Christ, I don't understand um, why it's, you know, why this grinds my gears, but it does. The, the one I have for you, I mean, I could have chose many here, for yeah, you, yeah. but, <laughs> <laughs> but I did shoot, I got this one cause I thought it's the most, um, unique, uh, to your personality is that, um, whenever there's a, a, a football wall, like a defensive wall, Craig, for whatever reason, if, if the team that was kicking it and the, the ball, the, the ball was blocked by this wall of players, he'd just yell at the top of his lungs. Get out of the way, <laughs> and still does today. Still yeah. does today. Get out of the way, and that's whether he's watching or playing. He'll yell, yell at them. Get out of the way, and, and he'll get like, the odd laugh or the odd weird look. But you know, you don't care, mate. Some no, psychological. What? What is that? Is that psychological uh, <laughs> warfare bandage there? What is that? Well, I, I just want from? us. To, I just want our, our team to score. <laughs> it's as simple as that. If the wall wasn't there, or if the keeper wasn't there, we'd score. So when you were playing too, I imagine if you keep saying that, so subconsciously, they probably would, you know, get out of the way, just being <laughs> <laughs> get yelled at by the opposition player. <laughs> no, no, I love it. Um, we recently um, went on a race day. God, for the you know, caught up in person for the first time in like easy fifteen years. Um, admittedly, I was a little taller than what it was the last time we caught up. But um, your other Jimbo's thing is um, whenever Craigie uh, backs a horse, if it's not going in the place he wants to go, um, that horse is 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 going to hear it. <laughs> and um, we'll talk about as we're leaving the you know, the racetrack. Um, what was it you were saying? Um, what a day at the races it is. And it's quite funny because when you break down the races, it's just a bunch of people. You remember this? A bunch of people just um, yelling at a horse <laughs> that has absolutely no idea, or animal, whatever, has absolutely no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, the horse can't hear us. They can't understand us. But we're still yelling at this animal to run faster. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's been going on throughout the history of time, you know. <laughs> Nothing's changed. No, I love it. I love it. Um, coming towards the end now, mate. Um, what uh, what clears your mind these days? What's what's good for your uh, mental health or mental fitness, if if you will? What 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 do you like to do to uh, cleanse you, um, so to speak? Yeah, mate, I just love getting out of the house. Um, as I said, oh, yeah. since, since just since moving to Newcastle, you know, there's there's so many beautiful places to go, plenty plenty of places to see and things to do. Um, yeah, love it. love it. Yeah, I mean, a couple of years ago, I bought a a digital camera. You know, it, it kind of forced me to get out of the house. Go and take photos and of dolphins and whales while sitting on the on a cliffside in Newcastle. Mate, there, there's just nothing better. It it forces you just to stop, think about what's happening around you, but just enjoy it. I love it. Take a second. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. And uh, take a photo, go for a drive and um breathe the the great outdoors. I suppose, like you said, we live in such a beautiful part of the world. Um it's an absolute sin and a waste of, you know, a waste of valuable life to, uh, you know, not take that in. It's like you said, um, that's very, very good. Um, uh, coming towards the end, a couple more here. Was, um, you're a big uh, Top Gun fan, obviously. Love Top Gun, yep. <laughs> like most of us. Um, I was watching, um, I just bought a BMW, like an old school 2003 BMW. And um, when I was driving or test driving it in Potts Point, it reminded me of um, uh, Ferris Bueller. Yeah. And I looked, I looked up the other day that Ferris Bueller was filmed or released in the same year as the first Top Gun. 86? Um, 86, yeah. Wow, that's, that's still a good movie too, Ferris. Oh, it's classic. Yeah, I watched it on the weekend again. The missus never seen it. Um, oh, I oh, know. Yeah, don't get me started, mate. Um, when you marry a country girl, you, you, you get these things, and you just have to swallow. You know, just breathe. <laughs> You've got a lot of educating to do there, my son. Oh, mate, I'm eight <laughs> years in, and I'm still going. <laughs> <laughs> but um, back on the Top Gun. Um, so yeah, '86 was the first one. The second one obviously just came out. Um, I think it reached, uh, like in the billion, you know, the the billionaire like box office stage, like you know, which not many films reach. That's how um, pop it was. What did you think of the second one and, and related to the first as well? Mate, I thought it was really good. Um, I, I liked the beginning of the second one yep. purely because it, it almost mirrored the beginning of the first one. However, it, obviously with the new, new characters in it, it, it was really good, um, you know, and when Goose is singing Great Balls of Fire in, in the pub and... Yeah, and Mavericks just turned his head as he almost broke his neck. He twisted it that quick. <laughs> um, just to, he he just reminded, and it didn't take didn't just take Maverick back to goosing it. I think it took everybody back to when Goose yeah. sang it because it was such a a prolific song in that movie. I've never seen a film that has used nostalgia so much um, to, to create, like you said, that feeling with the audience and with the actors and whatnot. Um, and I get, like you said, and I think it reminded everyone just how much time has passed as well um, in between films. No, I agree. I thought it was very, very good. Um, 
I thought it was very clever the way they they used that, obviously, but also the technology as well. Um, yeah, disappointing. Iceman only had a, a small small part in the movie as well. Yeah, well, he was lucky to be in it, um, you know, because of his health condition and whatnot. Um, but even that was sobering too, right? Even you know, I don't think he even spoke. I don't. Th- I think that was like put in his voice. Um, yeah, right. Because I know I can't remember if any if there were any vocal sounds, but I know that he, he kept on typing on the computer. But even mm. that was only three or four words. Mm. Yeah. No, yeah. A bit sad, but, um, you know, some good moments there as well. Uh, it was very, very good. Mate, last questions here. Um, what's uh, Well, do you have any tips, questions, horse tips? Uh, and, and the most important question of all is, who's going to win the NRL Grand Final this year? Oh mate, I would have said would have said Penrith before our game against Parramatta. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know how we're going to go now with it without Cleary and Luai for for uh, another five weeks. You know, They'll be back it, for finals though. Yeah, week one. Mm. Week one. Um, mm. I think, as I said to you a few weeks ago, um, I'm still thinking about a Penrith Canberra Grand Final. Yeah, it's a it's an outside shot, but Penrith Canberra. I think I think Canberra can get there if they That's stay fully fit because they've got such a soft run home. They'll take that momentum into the semis, and you don't know what's going to happen. Reminds me of like the old the old Bulldogs, you know, that finish around the you know the sixth or seventh or eighth, and they they just go on this run. Yeah, um, is that what you're th- seeing with Canberra? I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I okay. That. You know, they've, got, you, they've yeah. got the wood over Melbourne. Because I think true. the last few times that they've played in Melbourne, Canberra have got up and they trouble them in Canberra as well. Mm. I'll tell you who I like and no one's really talking about, but they've got to be wary. Um, the Cowboys. Yeah, they were, they were pretty impressive uh, yesterday. Um, no, no one picks them to be where they are today. No, I, I would love to be. Um, in Townsville on the very last round of the competition because mm-hmm. they play Penrith. And I think oh. that, that may um, determine the minor premiers. That could be the grand final too, you know. Yeah, quite you possible. Quite mm. possible. But as far as horse racing tips, mate, it's only a Monday night, so there's no <laughs> way I'm going to have a tip. <laughs> <laughs> You know, man, yeah. I do get excited. But, oh, um, mate, you're I'm, always betting, buddy. I can't believe I'm getting messages on a Sunday afternoon watching the trots. <laughs> <laughs> Please gamble oh, responsibly too, whoever's listening. Oh, we all do. Nah, I love it. It's good. <laughs> it's responsible, mate. As long as it's responsible. Um, what about right. Yeah. What about the Super Bowl, mate? What do you what do you reckon this the NFL this year? Your mighty your mighty charger's gonna make a dent? Uh, mate, they're kind of like a side that is there or thereabouts, you know, but just really can't crack it. Mm. You know, that's disappointing. I'd love to see them, love to see them get over the line. I'd love to see them get there. Um, but if yeah, they, it's yeah, it's tough. What if they make like a division game? We should we should catch up and go watch it. We'll take a day off work or something and. Because <laughs> I imagine it'd be a Monday or something, and we should, you know, will the Chargers home? Are going to be good? Yeah, I'm definitely up for that. Um, mm. 
And if not, definitely the Super Bowl day. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm lucky because I'm still working from home. I can bring the TV out to where I'm working. And um, I just set the TV up there um, on the Super Bowl channel all day. Um, I do that on Melbourne Cup day as well. <laughs> Another good day. <laughs> all the, cal- the special days in the calendar throughout the year. Yeah, have them all marked out. Love it. Love it, mate. <laughs> mate, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, no, no problem, mate. You, thank you uh, very much for the invite. It's been fun. Excellent. All right, mate, we'll uh, take care and we'll catch up soon. Yeah, we will do, mate. All the best. Legend. Cheers. See you, buddy. Bye.